This is Channel 253. In this episode of Gimme the Mic. Can we give a shout out to Jamaica Scott, our own, yes. our own Tacoma, Jamaica Scott, who yes. is now, as Stella put it, TikTok famous. Yeah, her um, TikToks are li- literally giving me life and joy. So we're just going to shout out to Jamaica right now. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Hi, I am Stella Keating. I'm a trans rights activist and a national public speaker with the Gender Cool Project. I also inspired and helped establish the Mayor's Youth Commission right here in Tacoma. I have grown up in Tacoma for all my life and love it a whole lot. Through my work, I met amazing youth activists around the country and here in Tacoma, doing critical work and making an impact in their communities. The purpose of this podcast series is to highlight important work happening in Tacoma being led by youth. So give me the mic! Welcome back, everyone, to Give Me the Mic. Uh, today, I have with me my Lisa Keating. Uh, she means a couple of things to me. Um, I think most importantly, um, she's the lady with purple hair. Um, but I guess the second most important thing would probably is that she's my mom. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, welcome. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um so I guess I'll start out. Uh, we're going to be asking each other questions. And so we're just interviewing each other and getting to know each other, even though we've known each other for 15 years. And so, um, yeah. So I guess my first question is, uh, what moments in your life have helped you to get to where you are now as a school board director and an activist and someone who teaches in schools? Hmm. I think I... I think I realized um, a few years back that I became an activist a lot longer, uh, much earlier than I acknowledged. Um, I was a teenager, uh, became a teenager in the 80s and um, had friends who um, would later identify as queer, but we didn't have the language or the safety or, you know, they're just in a school setting, in a public school setting, that just was not something that was um, talked about or even acknowledged or even legal to, um, um, as a, um, yeah, as an identity or identities. And so the um, AIDS epidemic really had a much more significant impact on my framing of the world than I quite realized until much later. Um, I remember when I was in high school, and well, now it's AP, but when I was taking, um, they were call, called college prep classes. Um, and I, I did, um, I wrote actually a couple different um, essays, one about homelessness. Um, and one of the other ones that um, I wrote about that was pretty controversial. Homelessness actually was pretty controversial to write about too. But I wrote about the AIDS epidemic and how the Reagan administration had, um, handled it. And I say handled with air quotes. Um, and so I think um, like that was something that impacted me in a way that I didn't quite understand 
at the time. Um, so that really um, led me into um, advocating for uh, the LGBTQ community. Um, I also um, didn't really have words for it at the time, but now I understand that um, I also um, identified as a bisexual person. And so like I was always, um, I always saw myself outside of the queer community, but um, the more I've been um, immersed in this work, the more I understand that I've always been a part of that community. Um, and so, and really um, having you was one of the biggest influencers of how I ended up um, creating an anti-bullying program and advocating um, on behalf of trans youth and queer youth, um, and then eventually running for office. So parenthood really was a huge catalyst. Yeah. Ooh, it's my turn. It is your turn. Congratulations. Mm, okay. So I would like you to define leadership. Uh, I think that leadership, I think that, um, I think it really, it really depends to, um, I, I thinking in a more uh, political way. And I, I think that in, in thinking about a democracy, um, a leader is someone who represents a group of people and I think that a leader really um, can also go beyond that and I think a leader is should be and um, is a capital A ally. Is there an age requirement to being a leader? No. How old can you be? You could be 12, 64, uh, like your age, 102. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could be you could be any age. You could be six. You could be 42. You could be 15, 16. All yeah, the ages. I get it. I think we get it. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> so what, so these are kind of a um, two-part question, but what draws you to leadership and what do you feel is lacking? Um, uh, what dra I think the idea of being someone who stands up for other people and who is, um, you know, who um, people can come to and is someone who can take action, who can take action and like do things about problems. I, I, I think being a problem solver is what really drives me to leadership. And what's lacking? A lot of things. I would say um, representation for sure. And I think that there's a lot of, um, there's a lack of representation of the uh, queer community and of the of, uh, POCs. And um, for those, if someone's listening, could you oh, define yeah. POC? A uh, person of color or people of color and um, also indigenous and um, native people within, um, yeah, that's what's really lacking in leadership. Okay. In public leadership. I should say also. Um, and, and so, and it's really not, I wouldn't say that it's in very forefront and it needs to be more forefront for people. Okay. So, uh, so that brings me to my next question. Um, and this is a very sensitive question. What is running for office like for people who are considering it or are currently doing it and need someone? Um, well, if you would have asked me this, in October and November, I would have had much more angst about my response. Mm -hmm. um, running for office is um, really difficult. Um, it's some of the hardest work 
I've ever done in my life. And a lot of that work, just by the nature of running for elected office, is done solely. And so that can feel really isolating. And I think um, it's also challenging coming from a background of nonprofit and activism. Yeah. Um, the amount of money that is needed to run a race, I really struggled with. Um, reconciling, raising the amount of money that I did for my campaign and where that, what, what that money could have actually gone for or gone to. So that was, that, that's hard. That was hard for me to reconcile. Um, I also, I think that I knew that there was a difference between running for office and serving. So I feel so grounded and, um, ready to serve as a school director. And I feel like I knew that I knew that I was prepared and able to do this job. I had to go through the barrier of running and winning election, which is a barrier. Um, And then I think the thing that I really feel is lacking in running, particularly if you're female and if you're a female that also has intersectionality, um, intersections in the margins of our society, we don't have mentorship. Mm-hmm. And if there is, there are programs that are wonderful, but you have to pay or you have to have money. You have to be able to travel to go and take the, the classes or the courses and seminars. And But if you're, um, if you don't have those resources and, and we frankly don't have those resources or didn't either, then um, like it makes it really difficult and the stress and the pressure is um, some that I don't, I, I equated it to um, when you were a, um, about a year, not quite a year and a half, um, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression mm-hmm. and that um, period, sort of a two year period of time was some of the most difficult of my um, adult life mm-hmm. and the level of stress and pressure um, Running for office was the the only other similar experience I have. So for me, I just felt like I was continually having continually continually. I finally got it out. Having to prove that I had the right to run, prove that I had the knowledge to run, prove that I, you know that I deserved a seat at the table and having to constantly defend your right to exist or be in a space mm-hmm. is exhaustive. Yeah. And so I think um, if for other people who are considering running, I think the, the, the biggest thing I would like to be able to give back is to have to be there as a support an emotional support and mentor. Not that someone has to pay me to do that because I wished I had more, Others who had been gone, you know, had already been down that path. I wish I had more people that actually reached out to just check on me, right. not ask me about my campaign, not ask me about my fundraising, but reach out and say, "Hey, are you all right?" Besides your family, well, and and when you're running for office, your entire immediate circle is running. It's not just one person. Yeah, my turn. It is your turn. Okay. Okay. Why is storytelling important and what changes can come from it? I think, so. I think um, 
you know, I've always been telling, I've always been a storyteller for my life. And I think that something that is really important about storytelling is I think it validates other people's feelings. And I think that it really, um, you can hear someone who, excuse me, who relates to you because you might have a similar story, you know? Um, And so, or like there might be aspects of a story that really just um, resonate with someone and um, it can create friendships too. And I think it also really expresses who you are as a person too. And so, um, yeah. Something I would add to storytelling is that it also has a significant, can have a significant impact on our laws and our policies and how they're framed, changed, or improved. I think storytelling is a way that connects us. And our family, from when you were really young, has, we've used storytelling as a way to connect um, our experience as a family to others, to be that representation, like you mentioned, and also... um, to normalize families like ours. Right. Because we there's there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families like ours. Right. So. Yeah. Um, so a century ago when you were my age, uh, did you ever think that you would be in office? This is the second time you slammed me. <laughs> I feel like there's some ageism going on here. I don't even know. No, I think it's more like your mother. Would you ask the question again? Because I was too busy being offended. Sure, yeah. A century ago, when you were my age, did you ever think that you would be in office? No, God. When I was 15, my dream was to either be the next Pat Benatar or Madonna-ish. Like now, I mean, I would probably say Lady Gaga, but I definitely really thought um, I was really following a career or a trajectory of musical of music and um singing and performing and i wanted to go to uh the music uh institute uh, musicians institute i think that's what it was called i don't even know if it's around anymore but it was in hollywood um but yeah so my i wanted to be a a professional um musician singer yeah that was when i was 15 so no politics were nowhere near my, in my framework, they weren't in my head even like I don't know, like three years ago. So yeah, that yeah. was not at all anything I was considering at fifteen. All right, so we're gonna go for a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel Two Five Three podcast, We Art Tacoma. This episode of Channel Two Five Three is sponsored by Tapco. Pierce County's original credit union. You might already know that credit unions are not-for-profit financial cooperatives with a focus on enriching their members instead of big bank shareholders. TAPCO is committed to serving Tacoma and Pierce County, just like Channel 253. That means when you put your money there, you put it back into our community. Think about it. You go to the night market, you go to the Grand, and you shop at local stores. So why not keep your money local too? TAPCO offers the products and services you need. Home loans, auto loans, checking and savings, online and mobile banking, all with lower fees and better rates than big banks. Plus, TAPCO donates to local causes and supports our community in other ways, so you can feel good about helping your neighbors. 
To learn more about our local choice for all of your banking needs, visit tapcocu.org. My thanks to TAPCO for their support of this podcast and Channel 253. Welcome back, everyone. Um, so you have a question for me, I believe. I do. What memories or moments of my activism and or leadership stand out to you? Definitely running for office was definitely one thing. Um, I think... That's a different question. I have a lot of memories for you. Uh, I think just seeing you go through all that stress um, and coming out from it as who you are now, because I definitely think it changed you. And, you know, I think that's, that was really inspiring for me. And when you were running for office, I, you know, was kind of questioning, I was like, do, do I really want to be a politician? Do I, do I really want that? Is that what I want to do? Uh, do I, do I want to go through the stress and pain? But, you know, I think, I think seeing that you got through it, it makes me believe that I could get through it too, you know? And I think that you also uh, teaching um, about being an ally in elementary school was really inspiring for me. Um, and so, yeah. So my next question for you uh, uh, so my yeah, so my next question for you: um, What is it like raising a perfect child to who also happens to be transgender? Gosh, <laughs> the perfect child—that is a loaded question right now. It certainly Since is. We've been locked up together. Oh yeah, during the stay-at-home order for a, yeah. I don't remember how many weeks now. I've totally lost track. Um, being—I've said this often um being your mom is one of the greatest honors um of my life oh this is a perfect right and she's just ruining it right now (laughs) 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 so um i um i do a lot of writing about our family and i remember writing a tribute to you um for your birthday a couple years ago on Pantsuit Nation. Um, and I, I really boiled it down to um, loving you is as easy as breathing. Yeah, I'm perfect too. You're not perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just spoiler, you're not perfect. Oh so, but raising you has um, taught me, um, it, it teach, it's taught me and um, stretched me to be, um, to continue to practice and learn and grow to be the best possible mom that I can and person that I can. And that not only benefits you, that benefits me um, and our family. And so um, I literally would not be who I am right now without you. You made me cry. Why? This is not fair. This is not a fair fight. I think she just swore, but I forgot. You can't can't swear. A school director's child does not swear. I think that was part of swearing me in. I think also... I I think think that was it. I think that school director's child can't listen to Lizzo So, we're going to move. My turn. Okay. Mumbler. So, we're going to move on to unpopular opinion. Okay, that's good. No, but I'll start. Uh, You'll start? 
Yeah. Okay. I have one ready. Oh no! No! Don't use that one. That hurts. That hurts so hard. I haven't even said it. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. Michael. Scott, no! <laughs> Michael Scott no! memes are overrated. Yeah, Michael Scott, Scott jokes, memes. Oh no! The Office is life. I live and breathe the Office. Uh, um, my unpopular opinion is that. Can I say guilty pleasure? Sure. Great. Okay. So one of my guilty pleasures is uh, TikTok because I really, I think it's kind of overrated, but God, I really love watching it. And oh man. Can we give a shout out to Jamika Scott, our own yes. our own Tacoma, Jamika Scott, who yes. is now, as Stella put it, TikTok famous. Yeah, her um, TikToks are li- literally giving me life and joy. So we're just gonna shout out to Jamika right now. Okay. So we're gonna ask each other these next um Do we really have to be kind for that one? Uh, Ask the question. Okay, great. Uh, so what is your favorite quality of me? I mean, besides every single one, what is like the best and your most favorite quality? Your uh, My favorite quality about you is um, your, your sense of justice. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite quality about me? Let's see. I, I really, I find your um, relentlessness really powerful and really amazing. Okay. We're going to turn the tables a little bit. Do you want to ask this question? Sure. Um, What quality annoys uh, you the most about me? Mm, Your drama. Your tendency to be dramatic. (laughs) What drama? Oh my God. (laughs) You even tried to not say that dramatic. That was good. I'm impressed. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so, what quality annoys you the most about me? And be kind. Oh man. Um. Sometimes your phone annoys me, and just be on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. What's What's your favorite memory of us together? Mm, one of my favorite memories is when you and I. Um, and Nana, when we went to DC for the first time, yes. um, oh. being in taking you to DC, I think it was actually this time of year in 2017 for the Time to Thrive conference. Um, that was such a powerful place to be with you, um, and just that whole experience um, is one of my favorite memories. Um, and my favorite memory while we were there um, was. Um, spending the afternoon with Sarah McBride and when Sarah McBride put you on top of her shoulders in front of the White House knowing who was in the White House and who had just banned had just reversed recently reversed protections on transgender students so there was having one of the most um, uh, well-known and um, influential transgender leaders um, having you stand on her shoulders or sit on her shoulders and also the fact that she was the first transgender um, person to address the um, DNC in 2016 she was the first transgender um, intern for the Obama administration like 
to see you sitting on top, literally on top of her shoulders, knowing that what Sarah had accomplished and done, um, she paved the way for you to become anything you want to be. Um, for me, like that was just a pivotal, beautiful moment and beautiful memory. That was terrifying for me. <laughs> those shoulders, those are, she's tall. She's not a short person. And so I was way up there. That was scary. My goodness. Um, so what is one of your favorite memories of us together? I think um, all the times that we like sat in the car together and just like I have some sort of problem and you just like talk me through it and it just it's really nice and those are always just so powerful to me and I always feel so good after them and so yeah that's that's my favorite memory of us. So specific memory but it's favorite title of mine. Yeah, many parents have had the driveway conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah, you pull up oh, and you end up God. sitting in the car for a long time, God. solving the world's problems. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, and I'll I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Give Me the Mic is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Art Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder Speed Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.